0: Podcast. My name is DK Diamantes, my co-host is Mr. 2 and 4 with Night Lords, Bricky, and uh, he's going to be telling us a lot of ridiculous stuff <laughs> about Warhammer 40k today. But before he does, if you enjoyed today's podcast, head over to patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous and consider supporting us. You get stuff like access to our Discord, which has a lot of cool emotes and a lot of cool people, uh, behind the scenes stuff, bloopers if they happen, some really slick HD posters. There's a uh, a tyranid bug female that is very well endowed. Highly recommend. And yeah, we appreciate it. Patreon.com slash adeptus ridiculous. Uh
1: Bricky, what's uh what what about what about merch and like books and stuff? DK, is the bug well endowed because because it has a dick or because large boba? It has
0: large boba. Big anime titties is you know, uh, I believe what they call it on the street.
1: Considering the Tyranid's ability to alter biomass to spit their needs, it could have a penis, DK. It could, and if it did, I'm sure it would be huge. It would be enormous. It would they be don't call huge. it the Swarm Lord for no reason.
0: Uh, I don't think that's... Okay. Why don't you just tell us about what book we're reading and uh, where we can buy some sick Adeptus this merch.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Twice the King Reign <laughs> is the next one. Finish it February. Uh, Adventure ridiculous merch. Orchidate.com. Check out the description. The deal is gone. However, the dice are still there. If you want new dice, shirts, hoodies, etc., Go grab some, uh, and don't forget about our art contest. If you do not know about Ooh. our art contest, it's a, you're drawing an imperial knight along with the pilot. You can hear more about it on our recent night episode a couple weeks back. Check that one out just in case you need more details. You have until the end of February. We um, got some
0: real sick entries too. Like they're popping up yeah. all over Twitter. You guys are real talented. You guys yeah. and girls and non-binary pals are very
1: talented. You folk.
0: Yep, you folks.
1: You folks. You, you folks. guys all encompassing you folks, you terms. Folks. Yep. Uh, DK. Yes, sir. Are you sir. ready for your quote? Uh,
0: no, because I know I'm gonna fuck it up, even though it's gonna be abundantly obvious to everyone
1: except me. All right, all right, well, that makes it pretty easy. Okay, here yeah. we go. <clears throat> God is cringe. <laughs>
0: God is cringe. Uh, uh-oh. I already forget who this is. We talked about it. Shit. Um,
1: Holy hell, how could you forget this? Oh, no.
0: This? Oh, no. This is such a popular thing, too, and I already forgot who it is. Oh, no. Uh, I, fuck.
1: All right. All right. All right. DK is actually, I think he's about to deflate.
0: Oh, my brain is...
1: We're doing Perturabo. We're doing Perturabo again, once again. God is cringe. Iron within, iron without. Come on, DK, keep oh, up. Oh,
0: A part of me was going to say Perturabo, then I looked over in chat and Shia said it's not Perturabo. And I was like, wait, but then who is it? And then my brain just went like full blue screen of death.
1: Yeah, it's not Perturabo.
0: But you just said it's Perturabo. I lied. Oh, uh, is it Alpharia's?
1: What the fuck? What the what the fuck?
0: Why? Because would- it's a lie. Because I was like, oh, it's Prince Rob. You're like, no, it's a lie. I'm like, oh, must oh my be like god, Alpharius in the Alpha Legion again. Is that? Did you find more out about it?
1: Oh my god, no, no, it's none of these. No, okay, <laughs> no. I, I mean, I mean, you were gonna get it anyway. I just wanted to oh. fuck with you. But now, now we're in just oh. now we're in like so off brand territory. <laughs> Like, you, like this is you so ha- on
0: brand. Me totally fucking up a quote and just taking everything off the rail is the most on brand, adeptus ridiculous thing I think I've ever done. To be
1: yeah. All right. Um, and then gonna, Bricky was no more. <laughs> and then, and then my head shorted out. <laughs> uh, okay. No, we're doing something that I was a little. So I didn't have much time to. Research the topic because I was in an LVO, uh, and uh, which for those of you who have not followed don't follow me on Twitter or anything, I was at LVO, Las Vegas Open. Uh, I brought Night Lords. I was going wanted to go 1 and 5. I went 2 and 4. That's pretty cool. good times. Felt pretty good. The army is really bad. Uh, but <laughs> all of my opponents were great. I enjoyed fighting all of them. Uh, I have fought another CSM guy who actually taught me quite a bit, which was very cool. Oh, um, nice. And uh, every time I walked up to our my opponent, I was like, "Hey!" I held up my hand and said, "Give me some skin." <laughs> I thought that was really topical.
0: It's very topical. Unless they don't know anything about the Night Lords, and they're like, "Oh wow, what a
1: boomer!" Who says they that they, were, they were. They were rather shocked. Um, but it was really it, it was a good time. Uh, congratulations to Richard Siegler for winning LVO as well. Uh, the man oh. is not human and hasn't been for years. Um, what does uh, so, Richard
0: Siegler play?
1: Uh he for the tournament, he played AdMech. Uh Ooh, and nice. uh, he was the only AdMech top 8 player and he is the second time he has won the largest tournament in the world. So the man um, is is an absolute monster and is one of the best players. Is arguably the best player in 40K and he deserves the win once again. Um
0: massive congratulations then.
1: Anyway, in something that has nothing to do with tabletop at all, uh, Shy recommended something different, and she recommended we do an episode. It's probably a shorter episode um, overall because it's it's not long, but it's Shy recommended that I research something small, and it was a book uh, written by Graham McNeil, who is uh, the Demon Kilava writer, um, Ah. who has now working for Riot Games. Uh, But he wrote a short story. About an hour and a half called The Last Church, and oh. that is what our episode is on. Uh, I listened to it, the reason I was well, quote-unquote late to this episode is because I was finishing up the <laughs> audiobook literally this morning. I read the whole thing.
0: <laughs> Listeners, when he says late, he means he showed up to the recording studio 15 minutes ahead of when we usually record. That's late for us, you know. But we
1: yeah. we give each other shit for whoever arrives <laughs> last. So yeah,
0: yes, we do. Yep.
1: Um, but I decided to listen to the whole thing this morning. Um and The Last Damn. Church, I gotta say, um, really, really fucking good. Really? Uh, okay. Might be the best written 40k book I've ever read. Whoa. Uh, you no, know, it's not my favorite. I mean, I, you can't beat the Night Lords trilogy. It's only an sure, hour and a sure. half, but it's a okay. So for one, it's um, I'll explain what it's about in a moment. But it's narrated by Jonathan Keeble. Jonathan Keeble has done a fuckload, if I'm being honest. He's narrated like all the Primark books I've read. Um, mm-hmm. he's done he's done quite a bit. He's very 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 good at what he does. Um, and he's in in it's like. It was It was extremely emotional um huh. like I would I near the end of the book, I found myself nearly tearing up. oh wow. Kind of shockingly? Really? Yeah, I was huh. very surprised. Um,
0: I, I, n- n- you're hyping this up. I'm, I'm gonna have to check
1: this thing out if it's only like
0: an hour and a half.
1: I would recommend it uh, to all of our viewers. it's an hour and a half audiobook. The last church would really recommend listening to it. Okay. Um, I it would 100% just it's on audible, he does a great job. Uh, knock it out in an afternoon. Um, so the last church is actually takes place a little bit near the end of the unification wars, where the emperor was uh defeating all of the techno barbarians across the planet and uh r- ridding the world of religion. Um, yeah, yep, that is
0: a very biggie thing to do, sure.
1: This tells the story of the last church on Terra. The, oh, the literal last one
0: that uh, has survived Biggie's wrath.
1: The last one who has survived Biggie's wrath. And it tells the story of the priest that is there for the, at the church. His name is Uriah Olather, or just Uriah. Uh, and he was the last human priest, uh, I think a little bit over 80, or maybe a little under 80, around there. Uh, and he was heading over to his midnight sermon uh, in which a man uh, who is the emperor walks into his church. The only person to join him with a sermon and he Ooh. talks with him. Oh, no, he just, mm-hmm. he just talks with him.
0: Oh, he, they just have a conversation and it's just biggie talking to the priest. Also, does it matter what religion this church is or it just sort of a, it's just a religious church?
1: Uh, they use the term of, of the divine and God um okay. though the church is actually called the church the lightning stone uh okay. but it's kind of uh, morphic you know it's, it's just it,
0: it would, doesn't really matter it's religion biggie's trying to get rid of religion but the religion has a god that it worships yeah
1: yeah it has the divine it has god yeah. you know okay um and no the idea is that in this hour or so it's verbal sparring it's oh Biggie says religion is cringe, other guy says you're cringe. And uh and kind of back and forth. Um
0: and it's Imagine it's, telling Biggie that he's cringe.
1: Well, so so Biggie comes to this this church, right? Uh-huh. And this guy Uriah has heard the miss has heard of the emperor's wars across the, the world. And yeah. he knows I think he believe, he knows he's the last church there. And he was waiting cuz he's a person on the top of a mountain. And he was waiting for his last, like, well, he has, like, a midnight sermon, literally at midnight. And he was waiting for people to join. And only one man joins. And it's the Emperor. And the Emperor is under, like, a psychic disguise. Uh okay, so, he, so he doesn't
0: know he's talking to Big E.
1: Exactly. He gotcha. looks, Big E looks like a smaller man. He's, like, using, he looks like a man, but he looks smaller uh he is not like as radiant he he looks like a big man but not biggie just a e. normal dude though yeah so uh they biggie is there to quote unquote talk with him and because he will this is the last he will be seeing of this and he wants a a thing to remember it by so to speak
0: oh a memento of the last church before he gets obliterates religion
1: Pretty much. And it starts off, interestingly, um, they start talking, because originally this guy, so the emperor calls himself, um, because the the priest says, like, my name is Uriah, and the emperor uh, gives himself the name of Revelation, which is very... Wow. Yeah, I know. a little
0: on the nose, isn't it? Just a... A a little bit. (laughs) My subtlety detectors are going
1: off, Batman. Um, Yeah. Humorously enough, the priest does acknowledge this, and it's like, ah... You call yourself revelation, and you you denounce the divine <laughs> ironic
0: very ironic Jeez. um but right, there is right. a
1: there is a painting a giant fresco uh and it's of the emperor of mankind defeating a silver or like a dragon with, with angels around him and stuff and uh, <laughs> the the Uriah believes this to be the work of the divine defeating the great a great dragon when in reality it's uh uh Burman kind of feeding the void dragon.
0: Um, okay, gotcha.
1: So it starts off small. It's very much like it starts off on very good terms. You know, the priest is is welcoming anyone who wants to come in and talk. And sure. Why Uriah they? Yeah, you know, he he's interested in this and he's curious about the Emperor's well, revelation, uh his <laughs> want there and Talking about it starts off simple, like uh, discussing the fresco, the the big painting, and how the priest believes that the painter was uh, touched by the, the the grace of God, and only and only in that way could they paint something so impressive. <laughs> and the right. emperor counters with a uh, you know people, some a great man sculpted arts and 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 statues far away, and they were a godless people, and you know mm. you know Perchurabo, decided to debate the existence of god for about 15 minutes in his book and it was in my opinion trash <laughs> <laughs> it's trash it was trash it was it was <laughs> so heavy-handed and while this one is not as subtle in certain areas it's far more um <laughs> it's far more respectful <laughs>
0: Ah, okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, being a little more respectful is good. You know, it's not just, hey, your god is cringe, and I will hear nothing of it. They actually have a debate, and they actually talk about it. Okay, cool. Good for that. I,
1: I'm I'm probably going to be skipping over parts of the debate, because the most important knowledge is the backstory of the priest. Okay. Um. So, exactly, here's a quote from the book. This is the emperor speaking. And he says, No gods ever created art. And then the priest responds with, In an earlier age, some might have considered such a sentiment blasphemy. Yeah. And which Emperor responds, Blasphemy, it is a victimless crime. Despite himself, Yuria laughed and said, Touche. <laughs> so I like he's that. got blasphemy
0: as some... a victimless crime. I, I like yeah. that quote, actually.
1: It is, it's a very, the priest starts off very okay with this back and forth. He He gets annoyed often mm-hmm. but but it's a tongue-in-cheek
0: so. thing it's not like he's super offended that somebody's trying to debate that the, the existence of the divine with him
1: exactly gotcha. um well well wait uh the idea is that yeah that that the emperor believes that everything is is reason you know a the reason the church of the lightning stone is called the church of a lightning stone is because a man who was both blind and deaf was um uh, encountered a, a lightning storm and ran down a hill in order to escape it and then mm-hmm. he hid it in shelter i believe this like rock this cavern in the mountains and when the lightning storm had subsided there was a a rock a hematite that was struck by lightning and or uh, uh, bloomed in this in this like magnificent hue of, of wreathed in lightning and, and glow and this rock cured the man of his blindness and deafness wow. and so he ran down uh in order to to show off the strength of this rock the stone and uh the water around the stone was known to have healing properties and because huh. of this healing properties, that's where the foundation of this church was built around. And so they had bathing houses that you would come in and bring your sick. And they would bathe into to heal themselves of disease and affliction. Okay, um,
0: that that sounds like a good origin story for religion. Sure, yep. Um, and, I once the, was lost, now I'm found. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, it's
1: pretty classic. And yeah. the, the man, you know, the emperor counters with, well, you know, the man uh deafness and blindness could be a, a sentiment of a mentality and I think we should also state that uh both of you and I are not religious people um no. we are uh we are both very much very much not not anti but uh, i i would call myself and i would call myself an atheist however i i like uh, a lot of a lot of camus stuff um you know stranger uh Myth of Sisyphus, that stuff but i'm mm-hmm. also not i'm not necessarily very anti It's, yeah, um, I don't know what I am in terms of
0: religion. Um, I think something had to create everything, I just don't know what, because I'm just a pea-brained human that couldn't possibly understand, uh, universal creation on that scale. So, I'm sure something caused us all to be here, I just don't know specifically what it was.
1: Would that term be agnostic?
0: I think that's about as close as you can get, Yeah.
1: Interesting. Uh, Shy put in chat that said Bricky is not religious, but he is spiritual. Um, no, I wouldn't call that either, Shy. I'm not a spiritual person. I, I like to indulge myself. Um, like I own a deck of tarot cards. I read them sometimes out of curiosity. I don't particularly believe in them, but I find it interesting. Um, you know, I, I like I meditate sometimes. But it, I don't. Is it con- vain
0: of me to say I like tarot cards because I just think they look cool. No, I think they look dope. <laughs> the, a lot of tarot cards look super sick, and so I've just, I, I'm like, I like tarot cards. They're like, oh, do you understand how to read them? No. <laughs> no. But I think they look cool. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, here's a ball. Go play, kid. It's like, okay.
1: <laughs> well, like,
0: it, thanks, I, mom. I it's...
1: <laughs> get, get the fuck out of my house, kid. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm making crystals. Um, But, you know, I I wanted to preface that because obviously we're going to have a bias when we discuss this.
0: Oh, certainly. Um, Certainly. Yeah.
1: Though it's important to note that because of that, the reason I found Perturabo's discussion so fucking cringe is because it was it was so I'm right. You are wrong. Atheism is correct. Whereas this one plays it far more. Uh it it plays the emperor as in a sense the good guy in the beginning. It mm-hmm. it definitely has a leaning towards anti-religion, but it also yeah. plays the emperor as a hypocrite.
0: Oh.
1: Okay. And that comes later. So anyway, yeah. um continuing, the emperor counters this bathhouse idea with he saw something in his uh, in a different church way out in the east or whatever. Where the healing properties of the bathhouse were not to be swapped out too often for fear that their potency would be lost, and so the water was was filthy with strands of blood and scabs and disease. Ew! And just kind of, and so it's a miracle that anyone survived coming out of that water. The healing water in its own right. So yeah, you know, countering back and forth.
0: Ew! That's so. Just imagining what that. Those healing what he <coughs> healing air quotes, I'm doing them, you can't see them. Uh ugh, that it's with like scabs and disease and blood yeah, it was really it. Nasty. people being like, oh, let me jump in and heal myself, and it's like ugh, oh. Ugh. Ugh.
1: So the main discussion kind of got to the idea where uh Uriah was said, Alright, you and I can verbal spar all morning. But by the time dawn breaks, you are to leave me. And the Emperor said, hmm. sure, knowing full well that it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, and he's Big E, so if he does leave, he's just going to fucking obliterate the church anyway. So who gives a shit?
1: Yeah. So the main basis of the entire novel was the story between the two, uh, the story of Uriah. So Uriah grew up in the early, in the mid 30th millennium. Uh, shortly before the unification wars began. He was son of of wealthy parents, good parents. But, you know, when some people have nothing wrong with their lives, great parents, and they just rebel, they act out. And Uriah was one of them. Uh, His father got... In fact, they were sipping some wine from a tumbler when they spoke. And Uriah said that uh, he was to open the wine on his wedding night when the bottle was not open. And he said he never, he he never, he never married. Never
0: married, never progressed the, his, uh, lineage. Just he,
1: no one could put up with him is what he said. (laughs) But in the beginning he was, he was a rebel. He drank himself blind all every night. He stole. He, in fact, one of the biggest, uh, parts of the book is a little pocket watch. He's a brass pocket watch. He stole from a man uh, when he was like nine as a gift for his father. And Jeez. it was said that when the pocket watch ticking is when uh, Doomsday would begin. When he had the pocket watch in the middle of the altar uh, in the church.
0: Uh, I've always wanted a pocket watch. Pocket watches are dope.
1: They yeah. are dope. They're very old, uh, old mm-hmm. like old money kind of thing. But they're, yeah. they're neat. Old
0: classy gentleman with a yeah. monocle on a top hat. And look at exactly. my vest and my pocket watch.
1: It's yeah. It's kind of cool. Big old mustache.
0: Yeah, big mustache.
1: Um, so, uh, as Uriah made, uh, made his way around, and he would travel across the lands and visit multiple continents, and all he saw was the double-headed eagle of the Emperor, and he would uh, constantly be reminded of the Emperor's new warriors, and see his enormous, enormous warriors walking through the streets, which at the time were the Thunder Warriors. Um, those were big boys. Those were big boys. <laughs> yeah. And he was always as a young man, he was always just he hated them, you know, because youth rebels. Yeah. And eventually one time he, he in a drunken stupor, he ran out. He went to his line of Thunder Warriors. The guy you fucking piece of shit. pe like crap wow. serving the, the, the newest tyrant. You know, you you <laughs> rip apart the tyrants of the world. You say, yet you you giant lards can't think for yourself. Blah blah blah. And the Thunder and... Warriors grabs him with one hand and lifts him up. And, and I was gonna
0: say that's ballsy to go up to a Thunderlord and start talking shit like or a Thunder Warrior and start talking shit. That's a that takes some balls. Like holy shit, Thunder well, Warriors are gigantic.
1: Was... He was drunk out of his mind, you know, the sense of invincibility. Still,
0: still, even drunk, it's like looking at a Thunder Warrior and thinking you could talk shit. Like, wow, okay.
1: Right. So he, he like was pounding the Thunder Warrior, trying to get him to release him, and he's like, "You shut your mouth before before I make you shut it." He threw and he threw them away. Um, <laughs> like and so a sack the fr-
0: of potatoes. Yep.
1: Pretty much. Um, and so, with time, eventually. He made his way, to uh, return back home to give some stuff to his family, mostly things he stole. And eventually, he made his way over instead to a different group, uh, a different town. The town was owned by a man I don't remember his name, but he was under the. It was under the guise that he had assaulted and murdered a woman, uh, oh. but he was a very uh, proficient speaker and the town didn't like the thunder war or the militia, the guard that the emperor had store. So it was assumed that he was wrongfully accused and um, Uriah had believed him. And so him and the town whipped up like a militia because there was a riot in the street that killed like a bunch of people and they were furious. So they whipped up a militia and then they murdered all the emperor's guard and there, no, uh, not the Thunder Warriors. The Emperor's like Imperial Guard.
0: Well, oh, sure. Um, but still, that's pretty impressive that you can whip up like just a local militia and take out a bunch of like Imperial Guard.
1: Well, the whole that's, town. That's still pretty had, nice. Like, the whole town <laughs> had like revolted and attacked like the, you know, heads on the Bastille, you know, Viva uh, la France, you know, that kind of
0: vive shit. Viva la revolution!
1: Yeah. Um, so once then they started kind of just revolting and they were fucking proud chest held high and excited that they were finally going against the tyrannical rule of the so-called emperor mm-hmm. and other cities would start to sprout up and make this little militia and this this man um the the guy who would actually um what's the, the guy who uh who was wrongfully accused of poisoning and, and assaulting or was he poisoning assaulting this woman you know and killing mm-hmm. this woman uh, was leading that revolution. No, he was on his horse and he was shouting and bringing people together. And uh, during this conversation, Revelation, the emperor, said, yeah. uh, "You do realize that you know this guy was guilty for this crime and he did assault oh. and murder this woman." Oh and, no! And Uriah said, "Yeah, I know that now, but at the time, I didn't." And oh, you know no.
0: that doesn't make it okay, though, Uriah.
1: No, but he he was young and didn't know. And yeah. so they whipped up like a force, like 50,000 men, a militia, and they were pra- pra- like parading across the streets, not training, but parading their military might, like we are rebelling. And they were prepared to fight for their own freedom against the emperor's rule. And so they found a, a hilltop a great extremely powerful position with a marsh they could uh that someone couldn't get through on the side like a ra- like rocky cavern on the other side the greatest mm-hmm. spot and way down there they had there was an army of the emperor amassing to take back the area and it, it was a it was a tenth of their force uh-huh. but it was oh. the a tenth of of a malicious force if they had 50,000 they had 5,000 of the Thunder Warriors.
0: Oh <laughs> Alright. Okay.
1: And uh. and as the, the ranks made their way down, uh it was like a dead silence as this the guy on the horseback who had assaulted the lady was like, Yeah, you know our freedom, yada yada. And <laughs> as they they charged down at the Thunder Warriors, in a moment, like the air just turned into the sound of thunder. As they opened oh, up with bo- with bolters on their ranks, oh boy, and just <sighs> obliteration, w- uh, they were slaughtered. It was called the Battle Battle of Gadwar, G- G- I think, Gajwar, uh-huh. I forget the name of it, but they were completely slaughtered. As Uriah saw all the men around him blown open by bolt shells, oh
0: and boy.
1: Because these are bolters, right? These are like rapid-fire yep. grenade launchers. Yep. Oh, boy. So, yep. these oh men boy. were limbs blown off, chest cavities opened, legs and, and body parts. The dude who assaulted the woman was blown off of his horse and was lying in, in a sprawl of meat. And uh. it started off with this just, like, the only sound you could hear was the thunder crack of bolters, and then mm. after the volley came it was nothing but it was nothing but screaming. You Jeez. know. <laughs> it was just people and everyone started breaking ranks and running. Like within 10 seconds they lost like 9,000 men.
0: Yep, not surprising. Um even if you were like a well-outfitted even if they had space marines on their side, you're not going to stand up to that many thunder
1: warriors. Well, the Space like, Marines would do an okay job at it, I think. Yeah, but yeah, it was
0: yeah, like, but with if you're just like on horseback with just your local militia that can maybe stand up to some Imperial Guard, yeah, you're gonna get absolutely fucking bodied.
1: So as the just like he was talking about how uh, the the sound of of just the bodies of, of and screaming people and then the smell, the smell of of singed clothing and and. Fecal matter of men soiling themselves and the oh, and God. blood and eventually he felt a sting in the back of his head where uh, a piece of bone from one of his comrades had exploded and and sliced the back of his head open.
0: Holy shit!
1: So he ran and he wasn't ashamed of me. He's like this this whole point he was like didn't want to share this but they're like drinking whiskey or something the whole time. So he's kind of mm-hmm. his hand and is shaking. Raided. Yeah. And so um he ran and hid and passed out from blood loss or whatever in uh in like a cave. And mm-hmm. as he and as he woke, he saw this golden light. This incredibly bright golden light in front of oh. him. And this light uh, had a face, this visage that said, "Why do you deny me?" Accept me, and you will know that I am the only truth and the only way.
0: Oh, no, that light was Biggie, wasn't it?
1: It was Biggie. And Uh, and
0: that's the whole reason he became, like, religious and wanted to start, like, a church in the first place.
1: So, Uriah returned back home, uh, where apparently his family, who were very wealthy at the time, were raided by some raiders. Some enemy faction. And... He found came back to find his brother dead, and his mother and sister violated in front of his father. Oh, uh, hoping okay. to it's for his father, dark. hoping for his father to uh, tell them where all of his money was. Uh, uh. And his father, a man with a weak heart, died from assume a heart attack during this.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: So with his family dead. Uh, and these raiders were eventually wiped out by the emperor himself, which he states. Uriah says, oh, I, I don't care for death anymore. You know, I, I believe that uh, they will find their penance in, in the hands of God for they were horrible people. You know, I, he has faith that they got their comeuppance in the afterlife. Okay. But from there, that's when he devoted himself to the church, of the lightning stone and became its priest. And from then on, he was the last priest on Earth. Well, not the last priest on Earth, but he was the priest, and he would hold midnight sermons. And now, at the ripe age of around 80, he was the last priest on Earth.
0: Having a little chit-chat with Big E. Having a little chit-chat with Big e. Yeah.
1: And uh, this, here's a, a quote from the book. This is Big E to him, and he says, What made you think it was God? Did you not hear what i said earlier about the brain's ability to perceive what it wants to you were a dying man on a battlefield surrounded by your dead comrades and you were having an epiphany of the futility of the life you had led surely you can think of another explanation for this vision uriah a more likely explanation that does not require the supernatural uriah responds with i need no other explanation you may be wise in many things, revelation, but you cannot know what goes on in my mind. I heard the voice of God and saw his face. He bore me up and set me into a deep slumber, and when I had awoke, my wounds were healed. And then he and then after that he points to the back of his head where there's a massive scar. Mhm. Where the
0: bone was and yeah.
1: Often Uriah says that's the greatest thing about faith is that it requires no proof. The, the lack of proof is the very essence of faith. Yep. And so uh, the... <laughs> go, go ahead. I
0: was going to say, he is, uh, it sounds like he's getting set up for the literal biggest disappointment of his life when he realizes who he's like, talking to and that his faith was basically placed
1: completely in the Emperor. Well, the constant, uh, the constant talk after this is the discussion of war. And how uh, for the Emperor religion breeds adversity and therefore breeds conflict. Because of all the wars that have been fought in the name of religion.
0: He's not wrong. There, ever since God has had a name, people have fought about it.
1: Correct. And Uriah counters with the sheer volume of good it has done. That it teaches one to be a, a good person. To respect thine others. And to also the strength it provides... As he would talk to dying men, old men, and reaffirm their faith in God and allow them to contain their, or to express their happiness in the divine before their death. And the good it is done to the people of his religion and his church. The importance of faith in either the faithless or those who need it, as sometimes the only solution for a wounded mind is belief in the divine so as i was saying the concept of like oh all the wars that were fought over it but also all the good it's done you know a, a wounded mind answer is faith and yeah. even even Viggy was talking about the how the crusades were fought under the name of, of deus volt he even even said the word <laughs> deus volt which i thought was quite funny <laughs> wow. um what a chad uh, about a chat (laughs) and (laughs) this discussion, that kind of thing back and forth and the importance and non-importance. And eventually Uriah being drunk and just going over the traumatic aspect of his life said, fuck this. And, you know, got fed up with it. Constant arguing and bickering. And he went to go pray in his church and and bid the emperor to leave. And Big E was like, you know, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And no, and Uriah said, Fine. Do what you want, but what you say and your malicious intent does not adjust my faith in the mm-hmm. divine. And so Biggie then says very well and reveals himself. Oh. And reveals himself to Uriah as the man himself, the person he saw in his vision, and the emperor of mankind as well. Yep. And originally, it's very much a sad moment for our priest. Yeah. But it doesn't last. Oh, well, that's good.
0: Because Uri- I was completely thinking that Uriah was just going to break down and be like, oh, God, everything I've known and everything I prayed to is a lie. It, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. Grimdark. Oh,
1: no. Oh, God. Or it, it, In the beginning, yeah. it had a little bit of that. It was the, the notice that or the, the notion that he himself... Was the face he saw? He was the the face of the divine, and in reality, was just the emperor of man, who mm-hmm. he views as a tyrant. And when yeah. you think about what the emperor said to him, which was, "Why do you deny me? Accept me, and you will know that I am the only truth and the only way," makes a lot more sense than that. Yeah. Um Ooh, However, oh,
0: that's, a, that's a moment. That's a moment right there. Jeez.
1: Though, as he, eventually the Emperor told him to follow and he walked him out of the church. And in the, in the pouring rain of the outside stood a, like a hundred thunder warriors with torches in their hands. Ready Ooh. to put to flame the last church on earth. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, it was, obviously he was very, you know, sad. Uh, but then he reconsidered. He was thinking of all the good he had brought to him, to both him and his uh, parishioners. His own idea of God was false, was built on a lie. But the mm-hmm. good he had brought from it was extremely real and very tangible.
0: Oh. Well, that's a that's a good little silver lining.
1: Yeah, like his, his despair, he felt, was actually a sense of accomplishment. You know, okay. he... He listened to to the visitor who and he had his faith challenged. But in reality, despite his faith being built on a lie, it doesn't it meant nothing to the men and women who had had their lives bettered from it.
0: Right. Just because his faith was based on what he didn't know was a lie doesn't mean that it nullifies uh, any comfort that he had given to the dying or any uh, anybody that had healed themselves in the the holy water he'd still done a lot of good stuff even if his religion was
1: based on a you know false god i'm I'm biggie well which is also we'll discuss the false god thing maybe a little bit later but it said the last time uriah had gazed into the eyes of the emperor and looked at a being who had lived for millennia you know witness wonders and horrors so much knowledge and with the amount of, like, violence he had brought and compassion he had, how could the Emperor even be remotely human? How could he understand the concepts of humanity, of humans? Hmm. Of course he's not going to have believe in the divine for someone who isn't remotely human. Yeah. And That's... his idea of the new world, because he was talking about, like, the conquering of the galaxy, right? religion mm-hmm. is a front or is aloof and must be brought low in order for the em- or the humanity and the emperor to truly take over the galaxy as their divine or not divine right sorry that'll be the opposite as their right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but this this quote here i really like the okay. uh cuz he was challenging him he said what are you like what are, what are you 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 discuss all this like the this um conquest of the galaxy and the Emperor, quote, says, Nothing of such grand scale can be achieved without a singular vision at its heart, least of all, the reconquest of the galaxy, when he's explaining that uh, he must be the sole leader of it. Yeah. Uriah responds with, Didn't you just tell me of the bloody slaughters perpetrated by crusaders? Doesn't that make hmm. you no different or no better than the holy men you were telling me about? The difference is, I know I am right, said the Emperor. And Uriah oh says, says <laughs> Uriah says, spoken like a true autocrat. You misunderstand, yeah. Uriah. I have seen the narrow survival path that is all that stands between humanity and extinction, and this is the way it must begin. Uriah states, it is a dangerous road you travel. To deny humanity, a thing, will only make them crave it all the more. And if you succeed in this grand vision of yours, what then? Beware that your subjects do not begin to see you as a god.
0: Oh boy, the uh, the amount. Of, oh well, boy. I, oh, like the amount of holy shit he's right is palpable. Like you, you can like you can almost savor how right he is.
1: It was even funny, be, funnier because uh, the emperor was talking about all the horrors done in the name of religion, the creation of the Inquisition that would burn women and witches uh, f- over superstition, yeah. and I was just like, "Fuck, man, you have <laughs> he ta- he no even, even idea, said, do
0: you, Biggie?" <laughs> even
1: said like, "Oh, the Inquisition, a power with, with uh, of unquestioning." Uh, that no one could question, and they had a complete autocracy. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, boy. If only you knew
0: the hypocrisy that was about to befall your imperium. Holy Mm -hmm. shit.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) So at the end of the book, uh, it said, bereft of the need of the reassurance only faith could bring to mortal men and women, the emperor found it wasteful and and an extremely dangerous distraction. And Uriah, uh, Uriah couldn't really explain just the sheer comfort it brought to mere human beings and its importance. And so with that, as the Thunder Warriors were setting the church aflame, Uriah and his old brittle bones walked back into the flaming church uh, at mm-hmm. his, uh, with his little pocket clock and the altar and just kind of sat there uh, you know, in solemn contemplation and prayer. And when the morning when the morning came and the church was burnt down to the ground and the emperor bid him and his Thunder Warriors to leave, the only sound that could be heard was the ticking of a broken clock.
0: Oh, that is. Yeah, that was it. That's a a hell of an ending.
1: And that was the book. Damn, The short story, I guess so. Yeah, that's that's heavy. It's, it's very heavy, and it creates an interesting thought process of, you know, is the emperor any better than the, the religious wars that were crafted in the earlier days? Considering the the destruction that he yeah. wrought... I was going to say he's arguably worse. From a sheer loss of life standpoint, sure, if we're, if we're rating him on the Hitler scale... He's quite pretty he's he's quite high on the Hitler scale, as you remember he's from uh all Garsen Party.
0: Yeah, yeah. He is very, very high on that scale. Um, despite what he wanted the Imperium to become. I do like the idea that like uh Biggie is like this uh larger than life figure. He's been alive for millennia, and he is like the most non human thing ever. And that like The one who is supposed to shepherd humanity forward couldn't possibly understand what it's like to be human because he's so old and he has all this power and he has all these he 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 couldn't possibly understand what it's like to be the people that he's leading.
1: A man who has seen everything a man who has seen everything done everything and has no fear of death. Yeah. He's the, the most the, least
0: human thing ever, and he's trying to lead humans without any concept of, like, how they feel.
1: And, and one also has to argue, because we talked about the idea that Uriah's religion was born on a false god. This mm-hmm. is the biggest and one of the most interesting topics, I think, when it comes to discussing the Emperor. Who's to say he isn't a god? Well, like he's... Well, like, he, who, the, the chaos gods are gods, are they not? they are the emperor can create miracles with, in his own uh, right like the other gods look at celestine he possessed true. he possessed giliman to fight mortarian he the sisters strengthen their power and faith is literally a direct result from big mm-hmm. e
0: also true uh, I, I have heard the argument that biggie is is sort of the uh, the faith god right was yeah. like the faith chaos god or something or
1: a man who who we have no idea where he came from, a man whose divine light is so powerful and his uh his mental like like psychic stuff is so strong that some people could not even look at him, who's to say that to Uriah the emperor was not a god, and in fact, as a god was attempting to test his faith
0: well, I mean that's uh, yeah. That I, I, I hadn't thought of it like that, but sure. I mean, he the is, is... The problem is
1: Big E has done so many dumb fucking things in the lore. Yeah, he sure uh, Magnus bad example, dad. bad dad. Bad
0: um, dad. Magnus had his fair of follies in that whole thing, but Big E could have very easily prevented it, too.
1: And also, you know, I mean, if we look at actual Bible
0: Perchabo, And
1: Perthrabo. <laughs> and, and, and Angron. Angron. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: but oh, if we look Angron. in, like...
1: If you look at, like, the actual, like, Bible and stuff, God is not always the nicest of people.
0: Oh, yeah, Old Testament God is a vengeful God indeed. Um, New Testament God, pretty all right. Old Testament God, oh, fire and brimstone. Oh, boy, <laughs> let's just flood it all and start over. And it's like, okay, all right,
1: that's Sure. That's the part that I thought it was Oh yeah, that's right. Shy reminded us. Remember when he burned Lorgar's favorite city and forced him to kneel in his ashes and told him he was a big party <laughs> Well yeah. Fair enough, Big E is Yeah, he's not exactly a merciful uh faith god, is he? yeah uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. it, okay. it's uh I I like the book a lot. It's very respectful, I think. It's obviously leaning towards the atheism part of it, but mm. it's it's showing the, the sheer importance of faith to those who need it, despite yeah. whether or not their faith was correctly placed. And it also calls into question the motives of the unfaithful. The Emperor's Crusade is not particularly that wonderful for humanity. Well, I mean, it, it <laughs> is and isn't. It's quite violent. Yeah. Um, and also at the same time, you know what I've, I would have? Well, maybe not. I kinda of, for a second when I was reading this, I thought this Uriah might have been Malkador, but like maybe like reforged or something. Oh. Okay. Um, but no, but no, he's not. Uh but yeah, it, yeah. it would have been an interesting concept. But mm-hmm. as a as an unreligious person, it's it's a great insight into the emperor and a bit of his mindset slash hypocrisy. Oh
0: <laughs> yes. I mean If you know how the Imperium ends up, like it sounds like the Emperor is just dripping with hypocrisy. Because most people that are going to read this short story will know how the Imperium ends up, how they end up worshipping Biggie as a god, as the religious figure. And man, it must just seem like the most... He must seem like the most hypocritical thing on the... Pl- like, the hypocrisy is just oozing from his ears and his eyes, and it's just... Mm, yeah. Everything he's damning the priest for ends up happening to the
1: Imperium. Right. Just just with a different banner and a different flag. Mm-hmm. And a different... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Methodology, exactly. basically. Mm-hmm. Though, and, and you know, like I mentioned, we, we talked last episode about the Holoquins and, and Kegarok, the Laughing God... You believe Kegarok to be pretty real? He's a god. Mm-hmm. A big if Biggie and Kegarok d- duked it out. Do you think Biggie would have won in his heyday? Uh, I
0: you know I I I couldn't tell you because I don't know a whole lot about Kegarok and what else he do. But I imagine it would have been a slugfest. I don't think it would have been like a one sided uh, affair. I mean, yeah. Biggie seemed like the, you could the, tango with a chaos god, yeah.
1: The definition of god is very much up for debate in the term and the world of 40k. If yeah. We we easily define the chaos gods as gods, and then there are the Eldar gods, like Isha, who is in Nurgle's Jar, to remind you. Uh oh, like always gotta remind me of that. Always gotta remind <laughs> you that. There's Vol, tons of gods there. You know, the concept of the Emperor being a god is... Certainly up for debate, especially considering a complete lack of understanding of his backstory.
0: Yeah, it, it is not far-fetched to believe that the Emperor could be some sort of god of humanity. It that is not far-fetched at all, I don't think.
1: And it makes it's uh, also not far-fetched that someone like Uriah Olethere could see him instead as a test of faith. If his oh, god yeah. is saying that God is not real. Then that is a a test of his true faith in in the divine. Yeah, certainly, Whew. great Man. great fucking book, great got, fucking book.
0: This got very deep. It did, uh, and that's why I liked it so much. It? Yeah,
1: it's, once and then and then right and then you and then last episode we talked about Clussy you know like (laughs) duality of man (laughs) the the duality of man Clussy, and the existence
0: of the almighty the divine the hypocrisy of telling someone they aren't this and Clussy. damn we have it all ladies and gentlemen
1: we literally advertised a a, a tyranny (laughs) with giant tits on this episode (laughs) we did and that might have a giant penis
0: too it could we uh, advertise advertised Shai- that in this episode. Shy, I, ex- I expect this
1: one drawn with a dick now.
0: <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Oh, the, it's yeah, biomass. It Shai- they can evolve to suit their needs, right?
1: Shy says you can build religion on big titty bugs. Shy, they already did. The Gene Stealer cults. Praise <laughs> to the four-armed emperor. You already yeah. got it. <laughs> there is a religion on them already. And uh, shit, man, who's to say that the hive mind isn't a fucking god? Oh, that's also true. Yeah, sure, why not? Do you wait think a we're going to get there's anything the, on the hive mind, or Wait a minute, there's the katan. They are literally star gods. Oh, yeah, they are. Perceived. That's, that's true, they're literal
0: star gods, aren't they? And yeah. And they get killed. Yeah. put into Pokeballs
1: man man Zarek is a Zarek the silent king is a god killer he's the real atheist around here (laughs) yes he is holy shit yes he
0: is wait yo
1: big E is a fucking bitch he keeps trying to uh, dissolve (laughs) religion he tries to dissolve religion and instead becomes a religious martyr. Zarek actually killed the gods. and What a Chad. Yeah. Necron supremacy. Let's Necron go. Necron
0: supremacy. Let's fucking go. Let's that being said, I, one of these days, I do want to avoid Dragon Mini. That thing looks so fucking dope, dude. It is oh really dope. The, vir-
1: the Virgin Emperor of Mankind versus the Chad Zarek. <laughs> <laughs> Zarek wins every time. I need that as ten the meme. I, I I need. I have drawn you as the as the Soyjack Emperor. <laughs> you have lost. Hail to the Infinite Empire.
0: Gee, I wonder what we're gonna get added at a
1: lot on Twitter
0: uh, on Wednesday or today or whatever. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder if it's gonna be a thing. Hmm. Uh, mm,
1: I really. Talking. I really enjoy this episode, DK.
0: Yeah, this is a fun. Ep- this episode had everything.
1: It was it was very enjoyable. It was very interesting. Man. And uh to all of our fans out there, you know, you are obviously completely accepted to believe your beliefs. We have nothing oh, okay. against nothing against mm-hmm. what you believe so long as you aren't hurting anybody.
0: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And yep, yep. uh and yeah, as long this is, as you aren't extremist scum.
1: Yes. This is not a condemnation of anything naturally. Um, but it was a very interesting world because this is a uh the universe and the insight, I think, is very interesting.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, nice little insight into how Biggie thinks and just how bad it gets after Biggie uh, dies. Uh, <clears throat> air quotes dies.
1: I I should ma- mention though that Biggie is portrayed as a very compassionate, mo- or mostly compassionate, intelligent man in this book. Mm-hmm. He he's very calm and collected. And and yeah. respectful mostly. It's,
0: yeah, it's not like he's lashing out at Uriah and telling him he's a fool. And
1: yeah, he's very he's very calm about it. Uh, okay. Smug sense of superiority, sure, but you know. Anyway, you're <laughs> a god. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's the last church. Uh, DK, knock on an afternoon, man. It's so good. I it's will. Inc- it's incredible. I will. I will. I will. I will read it good 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 yeah um it, sound, it science, sounds
0: it sounds incredible so yeah definitely
1: hour and a half paints and minis during it so the rest of our like fans oh, oh yeah thanks uh graham mcneil you wrote this and then you wrote uh the demon kilaba you sure you and then you helped with arcane probably you've got some fucking range
0: <laughs> i hear the rest of the ultramarine books are quite good though aside from demon kalaba nightmare fuel
1: Oh, probably same reason yeah. why you know people like the Ultramarines and I like the uh, fucking Night Lords. You know, good books. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Anywho, a big thank you to everyone for watching this episode. Uh, I really like this one. I, yeah. I this might, this honestly might be one of my favorites we've done just because of the conversation.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's it's a deep conversation, and I I liked it. Is it great, good for us, and good for you for being here, listeners.
1: Now we need to end this episode something dumb because uh, there's no way we can get around it. Have you seen Bikin's tits, dude? Oh,
0: man. I've never wanted to play Guilty Gear more than I do right now.
1: Fuck yeah. Episode over. Let's play some Guilty Gear. Mm. (laughs) Mmm.
0: If only I remember the lyrics to the Guilty Gear. Is my limit's brain. If the word kill me,
1: I don't need a one. smell